Good day and welcome to this edition of the Energy City Plugged In Podcast, where we talk about the latest in new sports and entertainment in the Esteban area. The Energy City Plugged In Podcast is sponsored by the Esteban Mercury, Esteban's number one source for news since 1903. My name is David Wilberg and I am the editor for the Esteban Mercury. And joining me today is Will Ackley, who is the new reporter for Esteban Mercury Publications. Definitely great to be here. Um, I, you know, for a long time I didn't think I was going to get a job as a reporter. Um, just the employment market and employment for journalists is a little bit hard for people to get jobs and motivated. But I did. I just kept freelancing and working part time jobs, and I got really fortunate to get a call from Esteban Mercury to uh, work for the group here. Well, we're certainly glad to have you here. And so, in this week's edition, we're going to introduce you to our. Uh, latest edition here at the Mercury. So, Will, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I was uh, born in Milton, Ontario, and I lived in, or lived in Acton, Ontario. I lived in Acton my whole life, actually. And, you know, I started taking pictures when I was 10. It's, uh, you know, where photography for me started. So my dad, he would, he was always into collecting old stuff, and we'd always go to a lot of auctions antique flea markets and um, old cameras, at least when I was young, were very aesthetically pleasing to me, so I always would grab them when I was like really young, like five, six years old. And then when I was 10, I got a um, brownie box camera from 1906, and I, uh, the camera store in Georgetown, the neighboring town, still had film for it, and I just started running rolls of, of film through that camera, taking pictures all around the farm that I lived on, and ended up uh, really enjoying photography, actually, and I enjoyed it enough that uh, about three years later, I got a, another old camera, it's a 1960s Pentax Spotmatic, and that camera has lots of interchangeable lenses available for it, and it's an SLR, which is what professionals use today, just use film instead of digital, and that camera allowed me to, you know, learn how to professionally uh, take photos. Was there anything in particular that drew you to photography? Um, you know, I'm not really sure. You know, my mother was a photographer herself. She was more into nature photography, and when I started taking pictures, at least when I got my Spotmatic, I found myself taking pictures that were more related to storytelling. Um, when I had my box camera, I did a lot of nature photography. You know, you can only do so much photography with a box camera, but, uh, yeah, when I got the Spotmatic, it w I did nature photography, but I also ended up doing, uh, it's kind of like what ended up what I realized was storytelling photography. You know, I grew up in uh, Acton, and you know, you know, after the 1987 recession, the last of the industrial employees had left the town. And Acton, it's a nice town, but it's definitely a bit of a rough town to grow up in. And you know, there's a lot of interesting characters there. And you know, I always went to photograph my friends or people in town and stuff like that. And kind of developed a bit of a passion for photographing people, which slowly evolved into me seriously considering uh, journalism. Yeah, would people be your favorite, uh, your favorite photography discipline, or is there something that you really enjoy taking pictures oh, of? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, well, uh, when I just started out taking pictures, when I got my Spotmatic, I didn't know about the rule of thirds or any other kind of, you know, photographic rules. I didn't really know anything about any famous photographers. Um, so when I would take my photos. Uh, there was a story in the photo, but the technical aspects of the photo were 
the technical aspects can be learned as we're finding something interesting to photograph and is something that requires a little bit of talent, I suppose. And um, the nice thing about the Spotmatic is a lot of the old lenses for it from the 1960s are all what are called portrait lenses, uh, which creates a canvas background and your subject is very sharp. And when I noticed uh, the people I were photographing had this technical quality to it, subject super sharp, the background really soft, you know, I, I got kind of more artistic about my photos and I started thinking, well, if this lens can make a subject sharp and a background blurry, I now have a little bit of control of what I want the picture to say. And I started thinking about it like that. Of course, your job here at the Mercury is going to be a, more than just photography. You're general oh, news, news reporter. <laughs> yes. you, you're going to have to write stories. You're going to have to put up with me because... Uh, uh, since our last uh, podcast, I became the editor here at the Mercury, so I was the one tasked with uh, hiring reporters, and so I'm the one who uh, got to bring Will here to Estevan, and he's going to be doing, uh, you're going to see him out in the community covering all sorts of uh, events in the community. Uh, what do you enjoy about being a reporter besides, obviously, taking photos? Well, uh, taking photos, I discovered was storytelling, and then I fell in love with storytelling. You know, one of the first things I photographed that was interesting was um, the grandmother on my mother's side of the family. Uh, she is a senior citizen, and you spend enough time with her, she'll start rambling about the war and stuff like that. And, you know, um, you know, one time we had dinner at her place, and she was talking about when she was a kid, the Nazis used to come and steal her pigs, and it was really hard to survive there because they didn't have enough food. And, uh, you know, the expressions in her face really were quite something, and I just started, I just started photographing her. And, you know... You know, at, at that point, you realize, okay, I have great photos, but I mean, what this what this story this person is saying is really quite amazing, and like the photos kind of accent the they help the story, but the photos themselves can't really embody what she's saying. You know, which is why journalism, you know, lighting and photography is something that I you know, enjoy very much. All right, well, that concludes the first segment of our interview with New Mercury reporter Will Acri. Uh, coming up, we'll talk more about Will's. Uh, background as well as his uh, first impressions of Estevan. And welcome back. Once again, my name is David Wilberg. I'm the editor with the Estevan Mercury Publications, and joining me today is Will Ackrey, the new reporter for the Mercury. And Will, we talked before the break about some of your background, your love of photography, how you gained an interest in journalism. So what kind of education uh, do you, and what kind of experience do you have? Well, I went to Loyalist College in 2014. I graduated in 2016 with a diploma in photojournalism. I have experience with uh, lots of freelancing. I mean, there isn't a lot of full-time jobs for reporters in Ontario, but I mean, if you're willing to work cheap, there's all kinds of freelancing. So I did freelance for where, in the part of Ontario that I am from, uh, Metroland Media uh, owns almost all the newspapers, so my experience was with Metroland. Uh, under that banner, there's numerous papers, so I did work for the Brampton Guardian. Uh, I did work for the Georgetown Independent, also for the Oakville Post, I believe it's called. There was a lot of papers. So the way it worked at Met Metroland is, is you would take pictures and then they would go into this massive database and they would, they would things would start getting spit out on various papers and stuff like that. But yep, uh, that's most of my experience. I did an internship at the World Tribune, actually. That was at the end of my program. I did an uh, in 
Parish about the Guelph Tribune. It was three and a half weeks. I really enjoyed that. I love Guelph as a city. It's really nice there. The newsroom was very kind to me. They had a lot of writers in the newsroom, and they needed a photographer, videographer, so I was mostly doing photography, videography for them. But, um, you know, working at the Guelph Tribune really taught me what, what I was supposed to do, was to give some real-world experience in the newsroom, and I, I'm very happy to have gotten that experience from the Tribune. Why did you decide to apply to work for the Mercury? Well, you know, pre being a freelancer um, in Ontario when you're young, you are working part-time jobs which aren't related to journalism and you're freelancing. And it's really just not a sustainable way to be. I mean, some people do it. If you live in Toronto, then it's not as bad. But I, I didn't live in Toronto. I lived in Acton. And there wasn't a lot of freelancing around. And I, like I said, I was mostly working part-time jobs. And I really love journalism. So I started to apply to lots of newspapers uh, all across Canada. And one of them was the Estegrant Mercury. I think out of all of the papers I applied to, I'm actually really happy that I got in at the Estegrant Mercury. I know one of my teachers said that a lot of businesses will hire it because an employee is actually a good fit for the community, a good fit for the paper. And, you know, being an Estegrant now and living here, you know, I realize I actually am a pretty good fit for here. I can see myself being happy here. That, that was actually one thing that did stand out to you as we looked at you and thought, man, you've got a rural, a bit of a rural background. We're not getting some city boy who thinks that urban is the way to go and who wants to see the coal power plants close and the oil industry shut down. <laughs> that, that, that actually, <laughs> we, 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 there are people like that out there in this industry and oh, David, you I, can uh, imagine how well that would go over here. I'm, I, I'm more than aware of that. There, unfortunately, a lot of journalists do fall into the left political spectrum. It's kind of and there's nothing against being on the left, <laughs> left political spectrum. <laughs> of course, spectrum. you wouldn't want to be against them, right? Th 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 there is that <laughs> element of having common sense with your uh, writing and reporting. Well, um, you know, it's kind of interesting how that works in journalism. The journalism, ever since the dawn of time, has always been very politically charged. Um, you know, with my experience that I've had with journalism, the younger journalists. Uh, they were really left-wing, very impassioned people. But people who were still in the left political spectrum that had been in, in the industry for many decades, they they weren't angry. They didn't yell at you. They didn't make you feel like you're a bad person for, for being any other political spectrum. So, you know, for the SAM Mercury hiring a, a young person, um, that is a danger because a lot of young journalists are super emotional about their political beliefs. And um, so... My belief is if somebody on the right says you're on the left and if somebody <laughs> on the left says you're on the right, then you're doing something right. Now, I understand uh, we, we hired you at the end of September and you made your way out here at the end of October. I understand you had a bit of an experience uh, coming out here. I had a, quite an experience. I planned the trip to be uneventful. It was not. Uh, I ran into a snowstorm when I left Ontario. I had my winter tire or my summer tires on my SUV because in Ontario there was no snow and there wasn't any snow in the forecast, so I just left them on. See, the problem about traveling three days on winter tires that already are at 60% tread life, because by the time I would have gotten to Saskatchewan, I would have been down to 40% tread life, and the winters here are bad, so I wanted to have good winter tires, so I left my summers on. Uh, when I got into Wawa, Ontario, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was on the edge of Canada's first uh, snowstorm of the year. And I, I had an SUV with four-wheel drive, and I had 
way over the legal limit of weight in the back. I can say that now that I'm here. But, <laughs> but I knew that that extra weight would, would push the wheels to the ground and keep traction. So when I woke up the next morning, I felt confident. I uh, did 60 kilometers an hour, most of the way, slowest drive I've ever been on. A lot of people didn't. A lot of people crashed. And, um, you know, I still got to see the beautiful Canadian Shield. But, you know, you would think driving slower in a snowstorm, you would be able to see the beautiful landscape, but you actually see it less because you are so focused on what's in front of the car and making sure you're not sliding and making sure your tires are actually in the tread of the vehicle in front of you. So, But it was very interesting. There, there, there was a couple times where I thought I was going to go off the road into the ditch, but fortunately I did not. Well, there is something about being, being in this job and interesting travel experiences, Gabe. Your, your predecessor, J.B. Palmet here, had a very well-documented incident in which he decided, you know, he took the wrong went the wrong direction, wound up going at, at Moose Jaw, going uh, westbound on Highway 1, and it wasn't until he got pulled over by an RCMP officer that he found out he was going the wrong way <laughs> to get here. So thankfully he did get pulled over or else he would have realized when he got to the Saskatchewan-Alberta border that there was a problem. So how have been your initial impressions of Estevan? Well, Estevan is good. Very good. I, wrote, I think I wrote a little thing about my first impressions here. You know, driving through northern Ontario, what I noticed was some of the towns there no longer had a purpose. I won't uh, mention any of the town names, but there was one town I went through where uh, the local school uh, was abandoned. There was rusty cars rotting away where kids used to play, and it's not really too uncommon of a sight in certain parts of northern Ontario. And, you know, coming from an old industrial town myself, it's really nice to come somewhere and there's high employment here and people have a purpose and they most likely take pride in their work. What are some of the things that you've seen, you know, some of the different events that you've been to so far? I went to the Estevan Telethon. That was one of the first the things United I Way did. The Telethon? Yeah. Yeah. Um, great event. <laughs> great event. Great event. Really long event, but it was a great event. Uh, it's nice to see the community coming together like that. Uh, you know, the town where I'm from is also a bedroom community. Uh, you know, when the industry left, being so close to Toronto, Acton's only an hour away. Everyone who lives in Acton drives to Toronto. So that community feeling is kind of really gone from the town. So coming to Estevan at the Telethon, United Way Telethon, you know, see the community coming together very strongly was, was very nice to see that. Excellent. You are also at the Spooky Civic, at the Civic Auditorium on Tuesday night. The Spooky Civic. You know, if I could... Uh, you know, after that event, I thought, man, I really need to make a professional career of taking photos in the dark. It's just such an incredible experience. <laughs> uh, it was it was a great event. Um, I wish I, uh, if I wasn't there for work, I probably would have enjoyed it more. But the people put in such an incredible amount of effort into it. That was most surprising for me. You know, they, they really, like, so I'm, I'm 28 years old myself. I don't scare easily. But... It was, they did a great job. I mean, if I went there and, like, I was just kind of open-minded and not really looking for where people were hiding, I actually probably would have been pretty scared. And, you know, people put in a tremendous amount of work, and I got some great photos. It was overall a very good event, very successful event as well. Excellent. Is there anything else you'd like to add, uh, Will? Uh, nothing really, I suppose. I mean, of course, I'm looking forward to continuing to work at the Estevan Mercury. You know, like I said before, you know, this community and this paper is really the place for me, and I really do honestly believe that and hope to stay here. Thank you very much for joining us, Will. We're certainly delighted to have you here in Estevan. And that brings an end to this week's edition of the Energy City Plugged In po podcast, which is sponsored by the Estevan Mercury, Estevan's number one source for news since 1903. You can listen to us on SoundCloud or 
the Esteban Mercury's website. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to uh, you joining us again next time.